Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie. Welcome to our June show on Dr. Connie's House Calls. Here we are. It's the month of June. I'm so excited. It's hot out here in Arizona, and I know it's hot out out there, but there's a lot of things going on this month as, as we are all anticipating. But I always start off with my honorable mentions, and I love to mention birthdays this month. So let me do my honorable mentions. I don't like shouting out at everybody because it's when you shout, I get all upset and I think I'm angry. So I'm going to do honorable mentions to the following people who are celebrating birthdays today. So first of all, Danny Williams, who's sort of my nephew. He's the son of my dear friend, Maddie. My aunt, Carmen, who lives in San Diego, my mother's baby sister. She's having, I think she's in her 80s now. She looks really good. She's having her birthday, June 8th, which actually was the birthday of Barbara Bush. Daryl LaPointe's having birthday, Lori Batchelder. Tony Lacombe, who does my hair, thanks, Tony, is having a birthday June 15th, and I'm going to take her out. Dr. Jimmy Giannis from Mayo is celebrating a birthday. Gloria Moore on June 18th is having a birthday. Ty Jenkins, Vicki Brinkmeyer, John Olson turns 70, and he looks really young for 70. Jeff Goebel and his wife, Tracy Goebel, celebrate the same birthday but a year apart. How do you find somebody so perfect like that who has the same birthday? You'll never forget your spouse's birthday. Mm-hmm. Dr. Suzanne Bentz, who is the founder of Red Mountain Weight Loss. Hi, Suzanne. Happy birthday. Dimitri Haniotis, happy birthday. John Breslow, my cousin Gina in California, is having a birthday on June 28th. Bob Wimmer and Odell LeCure are having birthdays. So Hope you are having a wonderful birthday month. Take good care of yourself. The best thing you can wish for people are many birthdays in the years ahead. Weddings, I know people are catching up with weddings. I have friends who are photographers. I don't know anybody who's getting married right now. It's interesting. It was a challenge last year because they put off a lot of weddings because of COVID. They pushed it to this year, so I'm sure they're out there. Best of luck to everybody. The biggest change has been that now, yay, over half the adult population in the United States has been vaccinated against COVID-19. Our cases are down, businesses are opening up, restaurants are opening up, everything is opening up, and the skies are busy. It's amazing. They said that last Memorial Day weekend, there were over 2 million people, according to TSA, who flew in the United States, over 2 million. And so the world is opening up. People are ready. They're anxious to get on the road, to to travel. They're so tired of being stuck at home. According to a travel report from Destination Analysts, more than 43% of Americans say they wouldn't feel guilty about traveling right now. 77.6% of Americans have their summer vacation plan. Do, do you have your vacation plan, guys? Are you all planning? So where are they going? And, I, and it's quite interesting. The survey they did is very similar to the survey of my friends and patients who are telling me they're traveling when I say, what are you doing this summer? So the number one destination for this summer, anybody can guess, Cancun, Mexico. The second is Orlando, Florida. Third is Myrtle Beach followed by Key West, Miami, Las Vegas, Nevada is the sixth most popular, Playa del Carmen, Mexico, Cabo San Luis, 
Tulum, Mexico, and Punta Cana, Dominican Republic is the 10th most popular place Americans want to travel this summer. Americans are so done with these staycations and hanging out idly in their homes, they just can't wait to get out. So compared to the first week of January, the hotel searches online have been up by 65%. Searches online for experiences like attractions and tours are up by 78%. And then people just searching online for restaurants have gone up by 53% because now they can eat out, including New York. So according to TripAdvisor, I'm going to quote them. These are the hot things about the summer. These are important things they find. 74% of Americans will take a domestic trip this summer. 13% will travel internationally. Americans are also ready for a longer vacation, with 29% taking a week-long trip and 28% vacationing for longer than 10 days. The most popular travel weeks begin, coming up here, guys, June 21 and June 28. So around the time of Independence Day, which is July 4th, summer splurge over half or 53% of Americans plan to spend more money on trips this year versus last summer, obviously, because we're all stuck in COVID. This is rising to 66% for millennials. They, those are the people, if you want to pitch travel money to, you pitch to the millennials. Globally, Americans are the biggest summer spenders, spending more money planning to shell out 9% more than the average traveler around the world. The hottest amenities, the things they look for are clean hotels, free cancellations, and hotels with restaurants. So those things they want. The other things that people are looking for is just, you know, being reunited with your family or loved ones, going out to see family you haven't seen in a year, hugging your relatives, which we couldn't do. And they're reaching for this, and you're seeing a rise in family vacations, getaways, road trips. You just want to see your family. So for this special Welcome Home, Welcome Back to Travel show, I'm going to welcome to the studio my special guests today. And they're, they're two people I've known for, my goodness, I've known you at least 10, oh, 20 years? Have I known um, you? 19. Oh, my goodness. I've known them 20 years, longer than any of my marriages. Well, longer than one of my marriages. <laughs> but I've known this couple for close to 20 years. And what's impressed me about my guests today in studio is how accomplished they are, but also how worldly they are in terms of travel. So let me do the intro to my guests, and then we're going to interview them on our show. Our guests today are Vince and Jane Roig, who have been champions of education for a combined total of 95 years, okay, combined total of their years of of serving education. Vince Roig is the founding chairman of Helios Education Foundation. It's one of the largest foundations focused solely on education in both Arizona and Florida. Helios is dedicated to creating opportunities for individuals in Arizona and Florida to succeed in post-secondary education. Jane Roig serves as the foundation's vice chair and she chairs the board's public policy committee. Helios Education Foundation is a result of their of the two, uh, 2004 corporate conversion of Southwest Student Services Corporation, which is a provider of student loan products and services. Vince Roig was the chairman of the board and chief executive officer of Southwest and its affiliates for over 20 years. Jane joined Southwest in 2001, and she served as his executive vice president and chief operating officer and helped lead the conversion to Helios. Before then, Jane managed student financial assistance programs in Kentucky, 
for over 20 years after beginning her career managing student loans in Louisville, Kentucky Bank. So many of those students out there who are professionals got their start in, in school through these people. So God bless you for getting people started. And they have so many stories to share of the lives they've touched, funded people's educations who have never had a chance to been educated and have a career. Vince started his career in financial aid at Brooklyn College, City University of New York, and came to Arizona way back in 1974 to work in student financial aid at Arizona State University. Although technically, quote, retired, they're busier than ever. In addition to her work with Helios, Vince and Jane serve on the boards of numerous education-related philanthropic organizations in Arizona and Florida. Vince also serves as chairman of the board of College Success Arizona. They have received many, many awards which are, are duly recognized and deserved, and they've been recognized for their leadership and lifelong commitment to education access and success. Most recently, Vince has been recognized by the Arizona Center for After School Excellence, the Maricopa Community Colleges Foundation, the Phoenix Business Journal, and Valley del Sol. Jane was the 2020 Phoenix Mercury Believe in Women honoree. Congratulations, guys. These are amazing. Together, they received the College Success Arizona Leaders and Legends Award in 2019. And world travel has really been their passion leisure activity. They took a Mediterranean cruise upon their retirement in 2005 and found they loved the, quote, unpack one time while visiting multiple countries lifestyle that cruising offers. They've been frequent cruise guests ever since, ever since then while visiting all seven continents. Vince and Jane are also the proud grandparents, and this is important, grandparents are important, of eight beautiful teenagers and young adults, and also Jane's son, uh, is an amazing physician in New York, and God bless him we, we, to help to, to know him, just a smart young man, great doctor. As avid sports fans, they can frequently be found at the sporting events around Phoenix. So welcome to my show. Thank, Thank you. you. You know, this has been a, a tough time, and I, and I know that most of the time I've known you, you've always been on the go. You've been on uh, you know, traveling all the <clears throat> time, and you know, you, you talk about, you know, when you started your cruises, but, you know, you spent most of your career in financial aid and, and really probably most of your travel was domestic, right? Mm -hmm. So right. what got you into international travel? What got you into that get the travel bug? Well, when we first retired, quote, uh, <laughs> we decided we knew we wanted to travel, but we weren't sure where we wanted to go. Mm -hmm. We wanted to spend some time in Europe because I have family roots in Italy and Ireland. Vince has family roots in Spain. So we knew we wanted to spend some time there. So we booked a Mediterranean cruise to see where we might like to spend more time. And what we found out was we loved everywhere. So we just kept on cruising. Now, do, do you, how do you, do you book these yourself? Do you have an agent or you go online or how do you, how do you get the cruises? Well, we, we did it two ways. Initially, Jane found our first cruise on the internet. Um, but then we started doing it ourselves and then found a fantastic TA. Um, he's in Miami. He takes good care of us. Um, and he gives us these opportunities as we go forward. So with that, I mean, so w what's a TA? It's a travel advisor? Uh, oh, yeah. You, it's too much. Agent. The tra travel agent. You want to give him a, a plug there? It's okay. You can tell who he Ra is. Ralph Bias uh, from Amazing Cruises. So Amazing Cruises. So is yeah. is he still taking clients and you can reach out to him that they Google him? Absolutely. He's there. He works with Virtuoso. 
Uh, and so he's a great guy. You really like him. You know, it's always great to have somebody guide you. I, when I started traveling again, I, I, I had planned pre-COVID. I was going to go to Switzerland. One of my friends, uh, her name is Hallie Malik, and her husband used to be a Mayo doctor. And so we connected. And it, it's amazing because you have somebody who will just guide you and navigate and said, hey, have you considered the following? Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it's amazing. But for you, cruises are special, right? You get to sleep in your own bed. I mean, one of the things you told me was about the community in, on board the cruise. Can you share about that, what you experience when you go on your cruise? Well, we frequently take long cruises, uh, a month, two months, maybe longer, up to five months even. And in the winter time, it's typically many of the same couples year after year after year. So you develop a camaraderie with, with the other passengers and you, you get to know them. You know about, you learn about their back home ground eventually. It's not one of the first things that's asked. You, you're experiencing new experiences every day and uh, there's always a lot of enthusiasm on board. In addition, we get to know the crew. And this is a small cruise line that we often uh, cruise with. It's very small ships and the crew become part of the family. We've gotten very close to some of them, been invited to their weddings. A few call us mom and dad. Oh, amazing. Not on ship. They call us mom and dad off ship. But but, uh, they take great care of us, and it's that extra attention and and the personalities involved that keep drawing us back time after time. Well, it becomes, doesn't become your home, home away from home. You sleep in the same bed. You've got people who look out for you, but yet you go to different ports. In fact, uh, what you just said is, is exactly what our captain would say, um, Seaborn, you're home away from home. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I cruised, but it was on a big gray boat in the Pacific, so it's not the same, right? You make your own bunk. Yours is a lot better. How many cruises have you been on? Have you counted? I don't know the de- the how many cruises because they're all different, different lengths, lengths. Two, two weeks, two months, um, or longer. And but we know that we have a thousand days on board. Wow, what that's wow total amount of time that you accumulate. Who's got the record? Do I mean you're probably up there among their their favorite clients, right? Who's traveled the most? There, there was this. Uh, she no longer travels. Um, in fact, she's passed away. Oh. But uh, she used to almost live on the ship, uh, and uh, she's had over three thousand days. Wow. When you think about that, that's almost ten years. That's now. Do you ever get seasick on these boats? Do you ever rough seas? You know. Actually, I, we have a great doctor who takes good <laughs> care of us and makes sure that we have the right medication. Well, we're going to talk about that, Libby. Yeah, because the big thing about going is preparing. But when you're like when you're planning to go on a cruise, like who comes up and says, "Okay, it's time. We're ready to go on a cruise." Like for example, now. Are you think when's your next cruise? You have uh, some plan coming? We're up? we're leaving July first. Uh, <laughs> we board be. on the the fourth, third, um, in uh, in Athens. All right, and we're going to do the Greek Isles. And you've been there before, right? Yes, we have. And so when you decided to do it, you went to your travel agent and said, "Hey, we need to be booked on this." And they handle the flight. They handle any um, transfers, and then the 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 boat, the whole whole bit. Essentially everything. They they handle all of our transfers uh, to and from the airport, to and from when you get to the other side, if you have a hotel prior to boarding, uh, from the hotel back to the ship, and the same thing at the other end uh, when, you, when you disembark. So when COVID hit last time, weren't you coming off a cruise at that time? We were on a world cruise, 
and we were about halfway through. We had already uh, we had left Miami, um, crossed the Atlantic, and down the west coast of Africa, around the Horn, and up into uh, that that the Indian Ocean area. Mm-hmm. And um, we were at the uh, Seychelles. Yeah. And uh, and that's when things started to change. Our next stop, uh, we thought was going to be the Maldives. That did not happen. Then the next stop was supposed to be Colombo. That did not happen. Um, Something was was going on. We we ended up in uh, Perth, Australia, uh, where they disembarked all of us right there. So we're going to disembark briefly for a break, and we'll come back with Vince and Jane Roig to talk about travel and cruising and and the things to look forward to this summer as everybody prepares to travel the world. So stay tuned on Dr. Connie's House Calls with Jane and Vince Roy. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the president of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families, Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano, this is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. Are you ready to live younger, longer? Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back to Dr. Connie's House Calls about travel. And right now we're cruising along with, with Vince and Jane Roig. And we're, they are aficionados. More than that, they're experts. They're gurus of travel, but especially of cruising. And we were sharing a bit about where they were last year when the pandemic hit. And Vince Roig here was sharing. Tell us again, when the pandemic was hitting, you were on a cruise with Jane mm-hmm. on the Seabourn. And you knew something was up, right? Because... Yeah, we had, uh, interestingly enough, that you get a lot of information from the captain. 
Uh, they knew what was going on. They kept us informed. Um, obviously, they didn't have all of the answers, but you have to be a little bit open. This was a learning experience as they were going. Uh, and ports kept changing, and li life kept changing almost on a daily basis. Ultimately, we ended up at Perth, Australia, uh, where we disembarked. Um, they put us in a hotel for the day, and then off to the airport. A flight from Perth to Sydney, Sydney to LAX, LAX back to Phoenix, and we were home. Well, wasn't that shocking for you to do that? But what's communications like? Can, did you have internet access on, on, on the cruise? Were you able to email people? Absolutely. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, I pay my bills uh, <laughs> online oh. <laughs> while I'm on the ship. On the cruise, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and we do have some American television channels as well. We have uh, wow. Fox News and MSNBC. So people and can so we, see we what's going on. We knew exactly on. what was going on. In but the you US. said it was interesting that, that when you got to Australia, they welcomed you because you were at sea how many? 19 days? 19 days prior to uh, getting to Perth. And you were clean. Nobody Was anybody sick? Not a single soul on, on board was ill. Because people remember back then, a year ago, they were had people at sea who were sick. They had outbreaks. And we had an aircraft carrier with, with an outbreak of, of COVID. And these are very small ships. This was right. a 450 passenger ship. So 450 passenger, roughly 400 crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we didn't have any illness. We had never had any illness. And we had been at sea for 19 days. So wow. I think the Australian government felt fairly comfortable. Now, did with you us. have any medical support on your on your on your ship? Every single time we take a cruise, there is a doctor on board. Mm -hmm. There's a medical facility on board, a couple of nurses. Sick bay. Uh, sick bay. So it's there a are deal. actually hospital beds in that area as well. They can So they, you. they can take good, pretty good care of you. So they do. They, they manage it well. So here you are. You've cruised all the time. It, you rarely spend time, you know, on land because you, you love to travel. How did that affect you? Just, you know, being sheltered in place. It's been interesting. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's been, um, we're ready to go. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it, 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 this, uh, we, we actually bought a house um, from, we were lived in a condo and we bought a home so that we could actually use the yard. Yeah, sit in the garden, kind of right? Thing. Jane likes sitting in the garden. The, the boredom of, of being in a high-rise condo really got to us yeah. during the pandemic and not being free to go come and go as we normally do and so we, we ended up buying a house and are loving every bit of it it's and you a, did it before the market the numbers went up on the the prices of homes in arizona good job right the all-time high after 15 years so hold on to that house absolutely <laughs> but i mean just being together i you know i i share with people out of my practice i have three couples that are, are separating because they no longer wanted to go through COVID together. They no longer wanted to be together. When you're stuck in that someone, it makes you realize, do I really want to be with this person the rest of my life when I can't even be in the pandemic? For you as a couple, you've been married how many years now? 17. See, she's good at it. So how did it affect you as a couple? You know, it's actually a very special time. Because I think it's the, the time that we got to know each other better. And it was also the time that we knew when we had to give each other space. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, I don't think it had any negative effect whatsoever. I think it's all positive. Well, you've always been partners in one sense. And I think you're so respectful of each other. I mean, Jane's very accomplished in her business. When I first met you, 
I don't think it's before you got married. I mean, she's very accomplished, both of you. And for you to, to be respectful of each other. But you're right. You have to have your space. I used to think, you know, when, when my kids were asking me, who do, we, who do they marry? I said, one test of relationship is if you can travel with somebody, right? If you can travel with somebody and get along, it's sort of a dance you do. You, you sort of cue off. You can be married to them, right? Because you spend exactly all that time, right. close quarters, but you're also considerate of them. In that case, we're really good because we can get into the cabin and without talking to each other, we know exactly where all the pieces are going to go. Isn't it amazing? And it's like a mindset. 20 minutes. You probably done. finish each other's <laughs> sentences. So with all the travel, have you counted how many countries you've been to, Jane or Rince? I, I did one? do that last night. 120. Oh, my gosh. I think there's called, I think it's the Century Club. And it's, it's a club of people who've been to over 100 cu- countries. It's called the Century Club. And they have reunions. They have mm-hmm. get-togethers at one of the countries. But so when you look at your travel, which you're going to continue to do for the next 30 years, God willing, are there countries that you've yet to visit that you want to visit? I would say there, there are a lot of countries that we haven't visited uh, by cruise ship, um, certainly Peru, um, the west coast of South America. We would like to spend some time there. We haven't been to Machu Picchu. That's that's oh, a wow. that's a yeah. big must do for yeah. us, and it just it just hasn't happened. And also the Black Sea and and, and governmental circumstances there have prevented yeah. uh, have suspended cruises there for some yeah. period. You got to wait a little bit yeah. with that. Now looking back at the hundred some countries, where would you just love to go back to visit? Uh, Actually, it's not really a country, but one of my favorite spots has been Antarctica. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's so peaceful, so inspiring, um, and, and you kind of scratch your head that life actually lives there in the penguins in this frigid climate um, during the winter, which is unbelievably cold, and life still exists. So it's, it's one of my favorite places because uh, you can get inside yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah. There. When, you, when you're there, I mean, how did you get down there? You took Drake's Passage across in a boat. You flew down there and then took the passage. One of the things people tell me the first time they get there is how bright it is, how white it is, right? Absolutely. And the, and the sun really doesn't set. Um, it, you'll have uh, kind of like a, a semi-darkness uh, uh, for about two or three hours, and then the sun's back up again. And then the penguins, you, can, you, can, you can't touch them, right? They, they... No, you can't touch them, but you can almost stand right next to them. Really? Do they respond to you if, if they look at you? They look at you like you're a weird-looking penguin because <laughs> you got an orange coat on or something well, like that. But they also say the smell, <laughs> the guano. It I mean, you can... depends on the time of year. Oh, okay. Earlier in the summer, the guano hasn't melted. It's oh, gosh. still frozen. Okay. And so there's not as much as an odor. So, so go when the guano is frozen. That's a good time to go out. When you should ask your travel agent with that. That would be December, January. So, you know, I love, the the thing about travel that I love is your sense of adventure. And that you've got to prepare, obviously, but it's your sense of adventure Then when you go there. When you go look at these other countries, do you research them ahead of time? Do you read the history? I mean, what, as you prepare for these trips? We have um, 
responsibilities divided. Okay. I get us there and get us back. Okay. And Jane decides what we do when we're there. Oh, it's a good team. <laughs> yeah. The logistics guy. And then she adds the, the content to that. Well, what about food? Well, let's talk about food, too. I want to talk about food. I mean, the food is on the cruise, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you go to the port, do, do you have restaurants lined up or do you, you we, get to pick? We uh, we are adventurous in that. And, you know, we'll go and we'll try some things, some new things. Yeah, it's exciting to get into the culture. When you when you travel, if you have an open mind um, for the countries that you're visiting, mm-hmm. um, you'll understand that the people there are just people. They're just like you. Yeah. They want to Im- improve their life. They want a better life for their children. The yeah. whole thing. Governments do what governments right. do, but people are people. And so you try to get into yeah. uh, the culture and and be part of that. Yeah. And in terms of what we do when we're ashore, we I do do some research, but also the ship provides enrichment programs. They have enrichment lectures that might it might range from history or geography or the political environment or any any or the wildlife, any depending on where we're going and what the main interest is, there's enrichment lectures. So you get a lot of of ideas from that as so well. So when you're in port, how many days do you stay in port? It depends. Most of the time, you you arrive early morning and you leave in the evening. That's the cruise ship life. Every uh, couple of ports, you'll get an overnight in, in a port, and, and that'll give you an opportunity to, to test some of the nightlife. Um, also, sometimes they have late sailings, like a mm-hmm. 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Also, some of the major cities of the world, often Sydney, Hong Kong, Cape Town, maybe Singapore, they'll have maybe two, three days in port. Okay, to give so a little bit extra longer. Time, yes. What do you do with jet lag? How do you, how do you deal with that? Sleep. <laughs> yeah, good. You're able to sleep, take a nap. I, it, it actually, for me, it's worse when I come home yeah. as oh, opposed yeah. to when I go. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. So yeah. when we go, we're, we're excited and we're adventurous. And so we're you know, ready to go no matter what. You know, one of the things we did, well, we flew a lot in the White House. So on Air Force One, is on the plane they would service the, you would be fed as though you were in the time zone. So it would be 10 o'clock at night, night and we're like, why are we eating breakfast? Because that's what the next time zone is. It's hard to speed up. I mean, the fastest you can speed up is, what they say, one time zone a day. I mean, if you could do that. But it's really just trying to sleep when you can and then getting out and exercise and exposure to sunlight when you can do that. When uh, when the plane takes off, right. I change my watch to the time that we're going to be in. The destination. Uh, yeah, that, to get into that mindset. Exactly. If we land somewhere early in the morning and we have all day, in order to try to get on that time zone, mm-hmm. we'll often do something that will occupy our time, like a walking tour. Right. Um, and, and, and I'll look for things like that that will absolutely keep us busy and keep us moving and not tempt us to sit down and Now, take is a there a workout area? Is there a gym? Is there a fitness center? So you can, you can work out on, at sea too, right? Absolutely. And they're, they're fully equipped from treadmills to weights to everything that you could imagine. It's not huge. But, yeah, you but it's out. available to you, and there's also a trainer. Right, and so you can do that, and you can go out on deck and walk around with that. Do you ever get rough seas very often? Do you ever get rough seas? Yes, we've had rough seas several times. Whoa. I'm not – I get bothered by it a little bit more than Vince does, but you, you get over it after a while. Yeah, so you get used to it. Is there a particular place on the ship that you usually prefer stateroom? 
<laughs> we normally um, uh, look for mid uh, mid level uh, deck from uh, top to bottom, right. and also middle of the ship, midship. Right. Stable. So, uh, it, there's less pitching Whoa, on that. Wow. Yeah. Well, all the newer cruise ships have stabilizers. That's what I was going to uh, say. And yeah. so it's it's you know it really has to be bad seas to, um, feel, f- it. to feel it. Yeah. You know to do that. What do you advise people who are going on a cruise for the very first time? If you like for me, I have, the only cruises I have done are the big ray boat in six months on uh, in the Indian Ocean, in the Pacific, and then a three day cruise on on the uh, the big red boat. Instead of the big ray boat, it was a big red boat that Disney did Disney cruise to the Bahamas. So it's been a long time. But if I wanted to do a cruise now, what would you what would you recommend I I I, I do ahead of time? Get a good travel agent. Okay. Number one. Okay. No, number two, it's the mindset. Mm-hmm. Make sure that your mind is open to experiencing new things, mm-hmm. new things from getting on the ship because mm-hmm. it's a different mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. on the ship. Um, and uh, and so if you if you do those things, the travel agent will guide you. Your open mindedness will get you through everything. I would add patience. Yeah. Practice patience. You're not the only person there. Yeah, that's true. And be flexible, you're going right? to be waiting in queues no matter what you do. Even on small ships, there's a, yeah. a few ahead of you, not always. And don't be impatient because exactly. you're sharing everything. That's you're right. sharing the experience. You know, it's it really does test you. But one of the things I always believe that, you know, if you want to prevent dementia and, and decline, you embrace new things. And that's the joy of adventure. People who struggle with, as they age and become very fixed, they don't embrace change very well. But if you're of that mindset to be fluid and and grow and go, as I say, then you you can ward that off and keep your mind as sharp. So we're going to do a quick little pause here and come back on Dr. Connie's house calls as we talk about travel with who I consider this world traveling couple. Vince and Jane Roy. So stay tuned uh, for a quick after a quick break and come back and listen more on Dr. Connie's House Calls. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the president of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families, Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano. This is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. Are you ready to live younger, longer? 
Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back to Dr. Connie's House Calls, and we're talking about travel because this is the summer where everybody is chomping at the bit to hit the road and hit the uh, airways and hit the seas to travel and experience. And we've been sharing for the last hour with Jane and Vince Roy, who are world travelers, about their joy of adventure and getting on the road and, and getting on the high seas and just how many hundred plus countries that Jane has cited. But one of the things that Vince and Jane have been sharing with me is about not waiting. Vince, you want or Jane, do you want to share about that wisdom that I think the audience needs to hear about that? We always have this notion of, well, we'll do this next year, or after I retire, I'll go do this. And whether the trip is, um, you know, just to the next state or it's to uh, another country, um, don't wait to do it. Uh, do it while you're healthy. Do it while you can get around Um, because later on, and I've seen so many people who uh, on on ships who can't, don't have the right balance, have to use a walker, can't do some of the activities that they want to do Um, because the mind always stays young. The body is what fails you. It's true. I I look at when I ask my patients, I said, what do you look forward to this year? Tell me what you plan to do. And they said, well, I've saved my money and... I'm just going to I'm going to save that until it's the right time or I can get away and it's like when you keep postponing it comes a time you either lose your your spouse as my case or you're just you don't feel good enough something comes up some health issues and you can never break away and I think what covid has taught a lot of us is definitely be flexible but it's to hit the pause and reflect button you hit the pause button you have no choice you're not in control here you pause you reflect and you look at what's important and we only have so many moments left in our life and how do you want to spend that i mean you can always work we get that but to see the rest of the world to go visit family to reconnect to explore you're actually doing yourself a lot of good because it it stimulates your mind you grow neurons Mm -hmm. you have great new experiences you're embracing change and flexibility so i think your wisdom about don't postpone don't procrastinate because you know while you're still healthy i look at my somebody told me that usually patients and people, they start sheltering in their, in their 80s. When they start getting around 80, 85, they shelter. They, they don't want to go out. They don't feel good. Their, their, their balance is off, as you mentioned. 
They don't want to, you know, you're afraid of leaving your routine. So don't postpone. I mean, don't don't postpone. Tell me again, you know, all these countries you visit, are there things that you learned from these countries that you bring back to here in the United States or just added to your life that have impacted you? One of the things that I personally feel because of our education background is um, the difference in countries, uh, for example, India. Um, by the time the student uh, is uh, in like equivalent to the seventh grade, mm-hmm. they're on their third language. Wow. And yeah. we don't have that same uh, push here in the United States. So English, English, English. And English is the primary language of the world. So in India, you learn English, but you also learn their main language mm-hmm. and also the local uh, uh, language. So it, it opens their minds. It is. So the ability to run, learn another language. And also they appreciate when you travel and you can just learn to say thank you in their language or please. It really means you're making that effort to honor and respect their culture because you're, you're a visitor in their country. And if you can make an attempt to, to do that. That's right. Smiling is the great communicator. Absolutely. In, in, no matter the language. Do they tell you all about the customs and things to avoid and, and all that? I yes, mean, they did. You know, when we traveled at the White House, uh, the travel office would always put out an advisory, the travel advisory, and they would tell you certain customs that you do and don't, don't do, which is important because you don't want to offend. We are merely guests in their home. Also dress. Exactly. How do you dress? Cover your elbows respectfully. Yes. I mean, you have to do because you're not going there to change that. You're, you're a visitor. And you have realized you should be respectful of that, but also embrace and 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 the wonder of that culture to take it in and the roots of that. I think I find that always amazing to look at that viewpoint. You learn to be humble. Yeah. You learn to appreciate how lucky we really are yeah. and the freedoms that we have in this country and appreciate it all the more. You know, I remember going through India and just, you know, the poverty in other countries, third world <laughs> countries, and you see abject poverty and it strikes you and you just say, I am so grateful that I can see this, that I live in a different world, that even just sanitation and cleanliness. Now, on your trips, have you ever gotten sick? Have you, I mean, you stay pretty healthy, but anything? I have. You have? So From got, heat. Oh, my gosh. So you didn't hydrate enough or the heat, oh, you became overwhelmed? It, yes. It, I think it was both. We were actually in central Java, and we were at a monument called Borobudur, which is a, a very important a Buddhist uh, temple that was found uh, in the 1800s from the ruins. It was actually built in the ninth century, but it was buried in volcanic ash and brush for years and years. So, um, discovered, uh, rediscovered by uh, um, raffles. And so, uh, we had spent the day there. It's several levels, and it's volcanic, made out yeah. of stone, and has a lot of ash all over it, and the sun beating down on it. And we were sort of trapped in it was outside but you're sort of trapped in the in the in the alleyways going up and um, I, the heat just just got to me Did and I was sick out? for several days oh, yes. it, oh wow yeah. they caught you right yeah yeah be careful I mean I have had patients call me from overseas that they broke an ankle they slipped and fell I'm trying to think if any of my patients have been medevac luckily not recently in the last couple of years anybody needed medevac do you have uh 
evacuation insurance if you needed to get back home. Good. <laughs> you got to have some way to get mm-hmm. back home. There's an emergency that they can uh, medevac insurance. In, it's worth it. I did that for my trip. I'm doing a trip. I was going to go to Switzerland a couple of years ago. I'm bringing my son and his wife this time. And it was planned last year. It was a very nice, you know, five, six-day trip and Geneva, Zurich, uh, the Glacier Express, to Zermatt. I wanted to go to Zermatt. And and she recommended Lucerne. And the part that I love, she goes, oh, I've I've planned – I love travel ages. I've planned a three-hour chocolate and cheese walking tour. I said, I'm going to be waddling through the streets. I mean, (laughs) cheese and chocolate, my gosh, I'll have to double my Lipitor dose. But I I can do that. And so they they gear it towards that. But but you look at – you know, your activities with that and how you prepare, you know, that mental framework of getting ready to go on that. If you, if you go to Europe, following on the same line, if you go to Europe, find an outdoor cafe, buy a, a bottle of wine or some <laughs> cheese and or whatever, whatever fancies you, and just sit there. Sit there. Sit there for and an look. hour or two hours and just watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's amazing. I remember one of my fond memories before John died. This was in um, September of uh, actually 2018. And we had gone to Normandy, but we started off in Paris. And we're at this wonderful restaurant on the Champs-Élysées. And it's right across from the Louis Vuitton store. And there were people lined up. And, of course, I, I, you know, I'm the, the tourist. I'm having the French onion soup and the pommes frites <laughs> and the Diet Coke. And they look at you like you're a heathen because I go, I'd like some more ice. And he'd say, well, there's, there's an ice cube. I said, can I have more ice? They're not going to give you a lot of ice, okay? You get one ice cube, right? And they look at you like you're a barbarian because I'm just – I want my Diet Coke. So I'm sitting there and I'm just – you're just absorbing – just absorb it. Take it in. You know, and people are so caught up. I'm just going to put that in Instagram. I'm going to post it. Put that away. Just put that away. Stop looking. Look at the scenery. Look at the people. Look at just the way they look. Listen to the language. Just take it in. I mean, and and absorb that moment. And, and be just, spontaneous. Be yeah. prepared to forget the plan because things yeah. change. Schedules change. It's times change. Particularly if you're on the seas. You may be delayed getting into port. You may be early. Whatever, go with it. You know, I always think things will happen for a reason. That little delay, there was something in it that you were meant to see. And it teaches you the art of being patient because we are such an impatient society. I want this now. And it's like, no. And of anything, COVID, one of the gifts of COVID is you're, you have to learn patience. You're not going to have it right away. It's the delayed gratification. We're going to hold up, take a deep breath. Let's see what's going to happen. And I think when you travel, you have to have that in the sense of humor, right? The, yeah. Absolutely correct. And the other thing is I, I, we have a, a friend who is a photographer type, and he reminds us occasionally to turn around because the best photo that you can take may very well be behind you. Wow, that is a great point. Now, do you photograph when you're on the road? You know, we used to have big cameras. Yeah, now yeah. the iPhones do everything. And do you post for your family? Do they know what you're seeing? And yes, absolutely. Because the e-card that that we're using, the email blast that we've sent out prior to this show, is the two of you. Where was that taken? That picture. Japan. That, really? Was that a great trip for the two of you? It was a great trip. It was our first time there. It's a country I'd like to go back to. Oh, yeah. We didn't spend enough time there, and. 
but we went during cherry blossom season. Oh, it's a beautiful everything picture. Everything was in full bloom. Yeah, and you can gorgeous. look on your face the joy of the of the experience. Do you shop? Do you bring you know you shop and you bring things home? Sure, on I those? do. Yes, and I you do. always have a little bit something. Oh, Vince still sips his mouth. <laughs> it's a little bit something there, you know. But it, it it's a special remembrance of that. Most kind of, of our house is artwork or yeah. masks Ex- or ceramics or something from many of the countries we've traveled to. And it has a special meaning for you. I'm I'm going through my list before we close the show, but you know, you talk about preparing, you have this great mindset, the attitude. I tell listeners that you also got to make sure you bring your medicines because I've gotten calls from, "Oh, I forgot, you know, my you know, I forgot my my blood pressure medicine. Can I get it at the pharmacy?" Their pharmacies are different overseas. They're not the same. They don't have the local Walgreens guys or the CVS. So make sure you have that. Always I always do a travel advisory when they travel. Know the medical facilities. You obviously on your cruise, they know where to take you. They know where to medevac you. Get medical uh, med- evacuation insurance. Travel meds for diarrhea, z every contingency possible, it's in your little travel kit, right? And I always tell my patients, take this if you get diarrhea, take this if you get bronchitis, take this if you get a bladder infection, immunizations more than ever, you know, hepatitis A and B series, flu vaccine that's current, although we didn't see a lot of flu, but definitely that. Make sure you're vaccinated against COVID, especially now. They're going to want that, uh, proof of that. Check your requirements, especially in the time of COVID. They're going to say... Um, what is proof of your COVID status, whether you got the shot, we'd like to see that, but they're going to nasal swab you and not, they may not accept every hospital facility. So double check where you're going to get it and it's approved. So you have to have proof of that within 72 hours of landing. Move around on the airplane or definitely on the boat because you're at risk for blood clots. I hear stories of people who arrive at the destination, they get chest pain, they had a pulmonary embolism because they formed a clot in their legs from sitting all day long. Hydrate, move, jet lag, you know, try, you know, melatonin, hydrate, exercise. Some people will use sleeping pills short term to do that. Be cautious, you know, definitely with bottled water, use bottled water, be careful with ice, you know, fruit that you can peel, anything that looks a little bit iffy, be careful with that. Bring some Pepto-Bismol. You know, I think the things you pointed out have been so good about don't postpone it, you know, be spontaneous, be prepared, and just embrace the adventure. So I want to thank you for being on our show today. I'm excited. I'm ready to travel, thanks to you. And I wish you a great trip and a great cruise, and maybe I'll see you on the road. But thanks, Vince and Jane Roy, for being on our show. And anything else you want to close with? Just that we really enjoy traveling a lot. Uh, if I may... I'd- we were in Ambon, uh, which is an, an island in, the, in Indonesia. They hadn't had a cruise ship in 15 years. 200 people came out to meet the cruise ship, and this little boy was kind of poking at us as we were walking around, and we thought like he wanted, like he was begging us something. He wanted us to take his picture so he could see it. Yes. Isn't it amazing? The culture. So thanks for listening in. Thanks for being on our show, and everybody have a good month. God bless. Thank you again for joining us this week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week.